And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. DirecTV gives you access to apps like Netflix and live sports right next to each other. I don't get it. Let me put it in pigeon terms. It's like that one amazing dumpster with the old fruit and cardboard all in one place. How am I supposed to keep up with illustrative metaphors when you are making me so hungry? Get live TV and streaming apps together without a satellite. Visit directtv.com. Requires high-speed internet-connected Gemini device and separate paid subscription to watch Netflix on DirecTV. Terms and restrictions apply. Yeah, and just like the lack of offensive support. Like Denver had four guys with more than seven points, and Phoenix had ten guys with, more than, with at least seven points. Enjoy this moment and have fun with it. A ha 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 ha. I'm rolling. Whenever you're ready to go. Ding ding. We can just watch basketball. How about we can just watch basketball? Good morning and welcome to the Good morning and welcome to the NBA Daily Ding. My name is Jared Weiss. I am joined by the Athletics New Orleans Pelicans writer Will Guillory. Will, we just watched the Phoenix Suns beat the Denver Nuggets 123 to 98, and that's in spite of the Suns having their team high scorer Devin Booker score just 18 points, and they destroyed one of the best teams in the NBA. Yeah, and the guy you didn't mention, I think the biggest story coming out of this, man, is the, the resurrection of the point guard, uh, Chris Paul. Uh, it looked like he was pretty much back in game one, but if we had any doubt, uh, it was just a classic CP game tonight. 17 points, 15 assists through the first two games of this series. He's at 26 assists, one turnover. Uh, just playing some crazy basketball right now. And when you got him back to that MVP form we saw during the season, along with what they're getting from Devin Booker, this Phoenix team is starting to look dangerous, man. They're looking like real contenders in the West right now. I mean, you know, Mike Malo- Michael Malone said after the game, there's a reason why the fans were chanting Suns and four and that it was embarrassing. The Suns team plays with the spark. That's just so much fun to watch really good ball pressure and then just offensively i mean cp was just tearing up that denver defense and obviously with the way that ayton has been so good rolling to the rim chris paul could get anywhere he wanted and then when denver tried to key in on him he would just find ayton rolling he would find those shooters I mean, it was just kind of perf- like really perfect two-way game from phoenix yeah and whenever we watch this phoenix team of course you know the main storyline about them is going to be that backcourt with booker and chris paul you know that they, they basically dictate wherever this team goes if they're playing well they're going to win if not they're probably going to lose uh, but if you rewatch this game i think what stands out the most is going to be cam johnson uh mccall bridges dario sarge just sprinting down the 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 sidelines every time they had a a transition opportunity those guys were playing so hard it it was ridiculous every time they had the opportunity to get out there those guys were just at the rim they were making so many plays uh, not just swinging the ball in half court like we were used to seeing from phoenix but it just seemed like they were just you know putting it right down uh, that denver team's throat every time they had an opportunity and and you could just see the life uh, they had and obviously some of that comes from that that crazy home court advantage they got at 
Phoenix. When was the last time we said that? Uh, but I think uh, I think a huge part of it is, of course, just again, Chris Paul being back. I think they see him being back to to his, at least somewhere close to 100 percent health. And when he's playing at this level, I think they feel like they can beat anybody. And it's going to be a real test for this Denver team going back home, uh, trying to find a way to penetrate uh, what this Phoenix team is doing right now. Yeah, I like what you said about Saric. Uh, I thought it was really interesting in the second quarter. He had two transition buckets. And when you think of transition, I think Dario Saric is probably the last person you think of, right? I mean, he's that's not really his style. But there was that play where Chris Paul's going down the court. And I think Monty Morris is guarding that wing where Saric is running. Saric is not running that fast. Chris Paul is kind of like jogging, kind of like controlling that pace. And Monty Morris, you just see him. He turns around thinking he's going to take on Chris Paul. Someone else is going to pick up Sharich. Sharich just kind of keeps lumbering his way to the rim, and Chris Paul finds him easily, and Denver just completely screwed that up. A few plays later, Sharich is coming down the right wing. Chris Paul, he gets a defender on his back, and transition is kind of slowing it down. Just waiting for Sharich to kind of step into that elbow. Hits him for a wide-open three. It was just like, it was one of those nights where Chris Paul is slowing the game down more and more and more so he can just get more and more control. And Denver just, you would think that maybe Denver would want to slow it down a little bit because they, you know, have Nikola Jokic as their center for most of this game. They don't, you know, they don't, uh, like, Will Barton is just playing, but he's kind of hurt. Um, Michael Porter Jr. is not the greatest quick decision maker on defense. But the slowing it down actually seemed to play into Phoenix's hands, surprisingly. Yeah, no doubt. And you mentioned those two passes from Chris Paul. I think the, the two plays that stood out to me most uh, was right there uh, at the beginning of the fourth quarter. He comes down and hit back-to-back threes to, to push that lead back up to 20. And I think, you know, you mentioned it when, when Chris Paul is kind of doing CP things and pick and roll and, and just picking you apart and finding guys open. I think that's the, the part of him that we think about most when we think about who Chris Paul is. Uh, but for this Phoenix team, the Chris Paul they need is the guy who's hitting those big shots in the fourth quarter, who's helping them extend those leads with that bench unit. And I think it's really important uh, that he's just shooting the ball with confidence again. He's shooting the three pointers. He's not, he's not hesitating when guys are leaving them open. And it seems like that shoulder is doing a lot better. Uh, so I think, man, it, it's just a huge development for this Phoenix team to have CP back, uh, not just passing the ball, but hitting big shots. And man, they, they, they just have a lot of confidence. And, and now I think the question uh, for you that I want to ask is, you know, what does Denver do now? We, we heard the classic uh, Michael Malone speech after the game, calling them terrible, the worst team he's ever coached in his lifetime. Uh, that's what Malone does pretty much after every one of these playoff losses. Uh, but I mean, going into game three, what do you think is some of the main priorities they have to have to, to kind of get back into the series? Today's episode is brought to you by Giorgio Armani Aqua Di Gio Parfum, a long lasting and deeply intense men's fragrance that captures the powerful sensations of nature. The woody aquatic scent features notes of bergamot, clary sage, and patchouli, which create an intensity that is vibrant and aromic. Discover more at GiorgioArmaniBeauty.com. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. 
You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Uh, well, I mean, obviously they need a defender to pressure Chris Paul and not let him get in because, I mean, I, I think just like the most simple issue is just that CP3 just kept getting into the paint and then slowing it down. And, you know, when Chris Paul slows it down because he's such a great kind of like pop floater shooter because he's such an amazing handle that almost draws more of a trap than someone who's quickly attacking the defense is kind of scrambled and that's when i think things really were opening up for phoenix so i don't know how they're gonna find a point guard that's gonna be able to pressure (laughs) paul at this point i mean i just have no idea how denver does that personnel wise uh maybe will barton gets healthier as he makes his return. I think that and was big for them can to actually, get Barton back for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And that, I mean that, cause we expect, I think we all expected that Phoenix was probably the slight favorites on paper entering the series and Barton at least kind of helps equalize that a little bit, but Hey, I mean like Denver starting Austin rivers and Faku Campasso, Monty Morris. I, I, I really love watching him play. But he's one of those guys that's more like you just kind of need him to be your offensive spark plug. He's not going to necessarily be your impact defender, as we saw in this game. He shot one for seven. Faku, he shot one for seven, only had two assists. Austin Rivers, the GOAT himself, only shot two for five. It's like, you know, Denver, Denver's strength has ever been their defense, right? And we know that Phoenix, Phoenix has like a very well-oiled offense that basically runs around Chris Paul kind of running traditional pick and roll with the floor spread around or Devin Booker doing his in-between game. And they kind of balance that and blend it so perfectly. So, you know, I just don't think Denver matches up in a way that's going to allow them to actually be able to do that besides just like being, I guess, more consistent on just being in the right spots, closing out to shooters, all that kind of stuff, just all the discipline stuff that allows you to be a decent defense. But it's like, they got to score and keep up. They can't, what do they score? 98 in this game, right? Uh, you can't win an NBA playoff game scoring 98 yeah, points, especially against Phoenix running on all cylinders. Yeah, no way. Uh, and I think that was the point I was going to go to. They got to start making shots. <laughs> they, they won't have a chance in this series. And we know they're going to swarm uh, Nikola Jokic every time they get a chance when he's posting up. Uh, you know, it's going to be tough for him. And of course, he still makes a whole bunch of those tough shots. But so it doesn't even matter. Uh, but I think he's got to be a little bit better. And I think in particular, I think the, the big question for Denver is Michael Porter Jr year and his health uh what he's looking like for the rest of these series i think it was a talking point throughout the broadcast uh, obviously there's something going on with him he, he's not that typical bouncy uh michael porter jr we used to seeing on the offensive end uh, i just think they need him to hit shots uh to have a chance in this series especially if chris paul is going to continue to play at a high level they need him just to be that secondary scorer next to Jokic to take some of that pressure off of him and i wrote down i mean he had 22 points in the first night minutes of that game six against Portland no the 22 points in the first nine minutes and then in these first two games against Phoenix he has a total of 26 points uh he's just got to be better he's got to hit more shots uh you mentioned those guys Faku Austin Rivers Will Barton when Jokic sets them up uh they got to be more of a threat they got to be uh guys who knock down those shots and, and just give them a little bit more offensive punch uh because we know that Phoenix t- the defense man they're tough uh but this Denver team has guys who can make those contested shots they just got to do a better job than they did in those first two games. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? 
Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Discover the latest collections from David Yerman, as seen recently, styled on basketball stars like Jaime Jaquez, Jalen Green, D'Angelo Russell, and others. David Yerman is a celebrated American jewelry company inspired by the beauty of art, architecture, and the natural world. The story of David Yerman begins in New York City with David, a sculptor, and his wife, Sybil, a painter and ceramicist. When the artists began collaborating, their goal was to simply make beautiful design objects to wear. Over 40 years later, the Yermans and their son, Evan, continue to redefine American luxury jewelry with timeless, modern collections for women and men defined by inspiration, innovation, consummate craftsmanship, and Cable, the brand's artistic signature. David Yerman's collections are available on davidyerman.com. Yeah, you're you're right about MPJ. Like, when he, when he goes up for a shot right now, it's something's just like not quite as fluid as it usually is. And maybe that, you know, that happens sometimes where you're just like feeling tight one game and you come out and you just don't have that rhythm. And, you know, that could, that could certainly come back. But I mean, Jokic, this, he's at the point where he needs to start putting up 45 a night. Yeah, no doubt. Like he's got to be MVP. Like he does in those most incredible moments. Yeah. He's got to be beyond MVP almost. Cause he had a solid game. You know, he had 24 points. He was the only guy that scored over 20 points, I think in this game. Um, but he, he, and he didn't play the fourth quarter because it was such a blowout, mm-hmm. but you're not, you're not seeing him barrel his way through the Phoenix defense in the way that he usually does, which is interesting. Cause when you watch uh, DeAndre Ayton, Ayton doesn't look super powerful. He's like he's explosive and he's tall and he's fluid, but he doesn't look like he's the kind of guy that can really push back against Jokic. Yet he's had a, I think he's done very, very well against Jokic because he's got that length and he's so balanced that Jokic can't really just kind of pivot and spin his way around him as easily as he can for most guys. So I wonder if Jokic is kind of going to go to his post-up game and try to really bang his way deeper into the post on him. And that maybe will open up some more of the passing, but obviously like without Jamal Murray out there um, when Aaron Gordon, isn't really potent offensively. It's like, they're not, it's not quite this offense that was so fluid and exciting to watch and had that amazing two man game. Like it did last year in the bubble. Yeah, and I think another thing he, he's done a really good job of that we didn't see in the last series when Nurkic he he stayed out of foul trouble as well. He's not picking up those silly fouls, reaching in against Jokic. He's not bumping them in transition because he's late. Uh, I think he's done a really good job of being active, being in the right position. And man, just seeing his growth, you know, this early in his career, going against the MVP in his first playoff. Uh, I think we talked a lot about Aiton and his development, uh, but I think a lot of it we were talking about just the scoring. He he had in that first round series against the Lakers, but defensively to see the way he's competed against Jokic uh, in these first two games, man, I think it's been really impressive. And I think it's exciting for that Phoenix team, man. The bridges, I thought show some real growth tonight showing he can do stuff other than making threes. Uh, I mean, you could campaign again, has some good moments for this squad. Uh, I think they got some, they just got some exciting young guys with this team, man. And, and they don't look scared of this moment. And I think uh, right now you got to feel like they're, they're just, 
inching toward the favorite in the West. Uh, of course, the Utah fans are going to be angry at me for saying that. Uh, but I think, you know, the, with CP playing the way he does, he has been, man, uh, I think they're looking like the best squad in the West, and it's going to be a big test for this Denver team. But, of course, you know, we always doubt Denver. <laughs> We're doubting them again going into game three, and, of course, they're going to bounce back. Uh, but it feels like, man, Phoenix is starting to hit their stride. Listen, man, somebody's getting disrespected and it's offensive every <laughs> single time. We can't we can't recognize if a team is playing poorly because that means we're disrespecting them. How dare we? But that's what we do here in the Daily Ding. And that's what Will Guillory does. He was terrific. You can find him over on The Athletic covering future Nick Zion Williamson and the rest of the New York Pelicans, New York Pelicans, New Orleans Pelicans. And you can find me covering the Celtics there too. So make sure you subscribe at theathletic.com slash ding. And make sure if you are not subscribed to the Athletic Podcast Network's podcast, there's lots of good ones and you should listen to them. Will, let's get out of here. Ding. So it's one ding, right? It's not ding, ding, or is it ding? Okay. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.